what was there anything you wanted to talk about oh no what is what is this conspiracy (laughs) welcome to our podcast real talk we're your hosts mary contrarian starfish on this podcast we will explore stories about conspiracies misinformation lies and deceit in politics and how it ruins people's lives please subscribe and listen to wherever you get your podcasts and we look forward to having you with us So today's story, it is a story about a guy. You probably heard it in the news. This this guy is driving home. He's like a repairman, right? He's just driving home and he all of a sudden gets bumped in the back of a car, like crashed into and uh, like, what the hell, you know, pulls over. Right. And when he pulls over, the guy behind him is not, or the person is not getting out. So he's like, oh no, gets out to see if the guy's okay, goes over to him and the guy pulls a gun on him and says, yeah, he says, I don't, I don't know exactly what he says, but something along the lines of, uh, you know, get on the ground. So at some point he gets the, the guy with the gun he gets some friends to help him out, like calls them and they come help him. They take this guy's truck. So he has one of those big white box trucks, right? Sure. They search, they search the truck and then take it. And they're looking for ballots. They're looking, they are, he is convinced. For ballots? So we're talking about election ballots. Okay. The guy who pulled the gun, so he calls the police and says, hey, I have this guy here. We caught him. So the police show up. They're like, what are you doing? And uh, apparently he thought this guy was involved in some big, he calls it, uh, he's he's like a mastermind of voter fraud. <clears throat> and he. So what kind of repairman was this guy? Like an AC repairman, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I, you know, saying like what kind, I mean, it's not, it's not to say AC repairman. Cause like, it, it's really just like the white truck and like the going from place to place. Well, he's a repairman. So I mean, from place to place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the police are like, okay, so you believe this guy has ballots in his car I don't really know what led him to think that yet. We're still like learning about information about this case, but uh, so the police go and check out the truck. They're like, all right, fine. We're going to open up the truck. We're going to check this out. There's nothing in there. They said, except for parts that you would expect for an AC repairman, right? Parts. Yeah. Then they said, where did you know, kind of, where'd you get this? He's like, well, I've been surveilling this guy for four days. Wow. Yeah, and he was like watching him fix the refrigerators and stuff. Like, yeah, he's been following him from his house. (laughs) I know he knew where he lived and he had been following him. So the cops said, All right, take me where you've been sitting. I want to know where'd you go by his house. And so he took him there. The cop asked the guy, actually, I'm not sure if the cop was a man or woman, but anyway, asked the, the guy who got the gun held on him. Okay, can I check your house? I mean, 
this guy's been sitting here watching you. He sees a shed. He sees your, it was like a mobile home. He was in a trailer park. Can right. Check, let me just check your house too. We checked the car. There's nothing there. I just want this guy to know there's nothing going on. And of course, the, the guy who just had a gun pulled on him is nice enough to let them search his trailer, his home. Wow. He has a wife and children there. Oh my God. Let's them search the shed. Nothing there. Nothing there. So now this poor guy, um, of course, the, the, the guy who pulled him over, he's, he was just charged with aggravated assault with a oh, deadly yeah. weapon. Yeah. Right. It's a felony. And it, cause this is Texas in Texas. And that's oh, like, that's my favorite place. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 years you can get for that. He, he was an ex cop too. Was this, was this in Dallas or where was it? Houston, Houston. Oh, okay. That's even, okay. Great. Yeah, I've been down to Houston. I mean, the cops were kind of like, okay, I don't know about this. This is, you know, where are you getting this information? And they they said that he had called. So the guy who called his name is Mark. He um, used to be a cop and he was actually forced out of his, um, I think he was a captain or or a sheriff or something. And he was forced out of his position because he, he ruined some big sting operation they were doing on like drag cars or something at kmart i don't know um, <laughs> i love you know what we should at least do like once a month like texas stories i would love to. <laughs> <laughs> either that or florida like texas or florida i want those stories oh oh yeah they're so much fun they're so much fun and this guy just has this idea that you know he's a cop still in his mind and so he's a private detective so the the, the interesting part is this guy was hired by somebody, uh, the cop. He was an ex-cop. He was hired by somebody to do this. He was h- hired, paid a quarter million dollars for this. So this is the guy that like pulled this poor little repairman out of his truck. Right. And right. he was paid a quarter million dollars? Yes. He was paid in three payments. The first one was like, uh, you know, 10 grand something. And then it was like another $25,000. <laughs> And uh, well, who was he paid by? Yes, this is the fun part. Oh, good. So then the day after this happens, all of a sudden he gets paid $215,000 in his account. And the cops, this is all in the affidavit. The cops figured this out. They're like, what is going on? Where are you getting this, you know, information basically? And he said, um, I work for a company called the Liberty Center for God and guns or something like that <laughs> the liberty center for gods and <laughs> yeah it's it's the liberty center for god and country god and country okay okay i like that <laughs> one better god and god. <laughs> i i always think of their saying you know like god guns and you know, god and god's right <laughs> okay. so it's this it, and it looks you know if you go to the website sure it's just uh it looks like something anybody could have slapped together. And then I went to the Facebook page too. It, there's not very many posts. Yeah. All of the posts are really things you would kind of expect, but the first posts were in September and uh, the creation of the page looks like it was in September of this year. And then that guy was paid very shortly after. And so then you look at the creators of the page and they are not, they're not shy about who they are. It's a lawyer and a doctor. These guys are. Oh my God. So 
what kind of lawyer and what kind of doctor does it say i looked it up and the lawyer seems to kind of do all kinds of things he seems a little bit like he just seems to kind of get involved in a lot of random cases the one in particular well, this, I think this is the most interesting one. And the doctor, he's just a medical doctor. I don't know exactly. I, I don't even know if he's in practice still. But he, between the two of them, they have filed several lawsuits in Texas to uh, basically stop things from going through, like, equal rights. Um, they, wow. they feel like, but the, the, biggest, the most interesting one was recently they, they tried to stop all of the mail-in ballots from being um counted which is how they took that case up to the supreme court so are these are, are these like white supremacist people or what um i mean they're white uh it's hard just it's hard to say they they just seem like they are uh people who want a, a much more traditional they're very religious a much more traditional family oriented um you know kind of originalist if you will where um men are men women are women you know uh and rich people are rich and they um it is the way it it was you know is what they want less of a god don't society for the people but more of a society for the for them so yeah very fascinating that it really leads all the way up to these guys okay (laughs) so they hired this idiot for a quarter million dollars to look at to go find someone who was committing a quote-unquote voter fraud right and okay i I think the most troubling thing about this is you know all the details about it are really fascinating but the most troubling thing is this poor guy his name is david lopez he is just a guy you know just a guy with kids and he had the wrong looking truck and the wrong job and suddenly he's targeted for looking, seeming, appearing. I have no idea where this cop, ex-cop get got his information. Um, maybe he just started following him. I mean, the people who paid him don't endorse this. They're like, yeah, we don't do this. I mean, we are investigating possible fraud. And we have them. Uh, they had a, a bunch of people working for him, like 20 people. And they said they come and bring their information and they discuss it and Uh, but they didn't endorse it. But this guy and his wife, I mean, they're scared now, you know, it, 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 this impacts real people. Like this isn't some, well, uh, you mean the repairman scared? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. He was pulled over, held at gunpoint. The guy had him on the ground, had his knee on his back. Wow. I know. And it scared the crap out of him. And he, he was kind of teary eyed when he was talking about it. And he's like, you know, if that guy can go to jail, he needs to go to jail. Yeah, was crazy. in the wrong place, the wrong time. And that's what's really troublesome to me is it's it's one thing to, you know, I believe in these conspiracies, hoaxes, whatever plots, if you want to call them, even some of these scams. But how do they impact real people? You know, th- this is real fucking people we're talking oh, about. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it can destroy your life in a lot of ways yeah absolutely i just feel i feel like this these kinds of stories if we understand these people and what they went through and how this hurt them personally just because 
somebody randomly targeted them, then um, maybe it will help us. Because I feel like we're very, very separated right now. Not just because of COVID, not because of any of that, but you know, they, he lives in Texas. He lives in another state. Uh, you know, where, wherever you live, you you don't know him. You don't know his family and you don't know his life and you don't know what how this has impacted him. And when you don't know the people and you don't know what you're saying and what you're doing and how it's going to hurt them, it's, it's a little easier to believe in this. Totally. So, I mean, so did the cop guy that did all this crap, did he end up going to jail? Like, is he in jail now? He has been charged. He was arrested and charged just a few days ago. So he okay. is sitting in the county jail waiting. I don't know why they waited so long. The district attorney waited like two months now. It's been, it happened in October. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. The, the lawyer who of course is the one who paid him. Um, I, and it's, he's not saying he's his lawyer, but they held like a little press conference saying, look, everything we did was great. It was fine. This is what, you know, um, but the, he, the lawyer said he didn't know why the DA waited so long to, um, arrest him. And I mean, it's Houston and it was Texas and it was a pretty charged still is a little bit, uh, time. And so I think maybe she was just waiting, but I don't know. You don't, you know, you never know all the details behind it because it's not in the official court documents and stuff. You only have what they put in the documents. So there's an affidavit from the, um, the police who, who did all the researching, the investigating that day. And then there's some interviews from the guys who were involved, the two men. <clears throat> and then, of course, the lawyers who paid him. So four men total we're talking about here. Wow. Yeah. And again, you just really don't know what was his motivation? What made him think that? And that's a lot of what everybody's focusing on. But I think it's pretty clear that they they just hear these things. They become scared. They see what they want to see. Right. What's scary about it, though, is like this guy was an ex-cop. Yeah. Like uh, it makes you wonder. It's like, what else did this bastard do when he was an actual cop? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't super surprising to me because um, that's the the funny story about the Kmart thing. Um, you know, he he's an interesting character. He went to court to say, "Hey, I felt like I was wrongfully suspended for this thing. You have no idea what's happened to me. How I how I was betrayed by my coworkers in my department. They destroyed me financially." Wow. Um, yeah, and this was back in two thousand three. 2004 so, so this, this is the cop you're talking about now yeah, right this is the cop yeah, right yeah you, you know we don't know the much that much about the guy who had this happen to him but the guy who was the cop i mean you know he had a very public event happen to him back in 2004 so it was all in the news wow yeah well because he's a, a police officer so um interesting yeah uh, the DA said his alleged investigation was backwards from the start. First alleging a crime that had occurred and then trying to prove that it happened. But he, he oh, this is the this is the funniest part. This is actually kind of funny. So he thought that the guy who was uh, David, the one that was the repairman, 
he thought he had like 750,000 fraudulent ballots, first of all, which is so many. But he thought, too, that the guy was having all of, because he's, he's Latino. Right. And <laughs> the ex-cop thought that David was having all the children in the mobile homes and children in the area sign the ballots because those names don't come up in databases. What? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how he was able to perpetuate this fraud is that he could, I don't know. I mean, the details of it are so hard to figure out. Why would, you know, he, he obviously has some inside knowledge of elections being part of a government. um, And, you know, I don't know. It's not like everybody works for the government knows the whole process, but he's probably been in on meetings or discussions or something. He was like a captain or sheriff, I think. Right. So (laughs) having that knowledge really makes it um makes his you know understanding of it kind of like okay i can see how you might realize that they wouldn't be in the database but that he had seven hundred fifty thousand ballots that kids were signing oh my goodness it's just um i feel i feel so bad for the guy i saw him cry and it really it really kind of hit me a little bit like can you the, imagine? Can you repairman. imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Like being accused of something crazy like that. Right. Can you imagine having somebody know where you live? You could be followed yeah. right now that they think you're transporting things. They think, and we're lucky that nothing happened to him, that he didn't get shot, you know? Right. Oh yeah. It'd be a completely different story, but still. Right. Like way right. to go after the orkin man. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness i know he's filling the boats he's getting all the kids in the trailer park to sign it all (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's just insane the 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 conspiracies themselves are always so funny um they're such a leap you know the leap from you see a car and you see it going to these multiple places then you see it coming from a mobile home and then you see all the children and your brain just makes that connection. Oh, I get it. They're having, she, he's having the children sign it. You know, it's just like, where, why, how? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's a really interesting story. Um, using Hispanic children to sign ballots, he said. So, <clears throat> <laughs> That is so terrible. I, I'm really fascinated to follow the story a little bit. And oh, yeah. See how he gets, you know, sentenced and everything. And well, um, they should go after the lawyer and the doctor, too. Like, what a bunch of freaks. Yeah, great question. So I'm going to play a clip here. It is of Mark Aguirre's lawyer explaining the pers- his perspective of what the events that occurred that night. And then also... It is from the lawyer, Jared Woodfill, who it represents the doctor, and they, they kind of co-own this Liberty Center. Well, I believe it's a, pro- a political prosecution, Jessica. Attorney Terry Yates defending his client tonight. He was working and in investigating voter fraud. There was an accident. He, they were surveilling a vehicle. There was an accident, and then uh, a member of the car got out and rushed toward him, and that's where the confrontation took place. 
It's, it's very different than what you what you're citing in that affidavit. Aguirre, who was indefinitely suspended after a botched raid outside of Westside Kmart in 2002, told police he was working for the Liberty Center. The DA's office says he got paid $266,000. Dr. Stephen Hotze, GOP power broker, is the president. Jared Woodfill is his attorney and confirms they employed Aguirre and about 20 other private investigators. Does the Liberty Center endorse that? Um, no. Well, of course not. And I, I would be shocked that if, if that's what happened. His company definitely worked for the organization. With respect to what happened uh, regarding the incident in question, not very familiar with the details of that yet, but we will be looking into it. Aguirre's bond was set at $30,000. Houston police say they have body cam video of him holding the victim down. So you see there, Jared Woodfill said, basically, we're not really liable. We don't really know that he, you know, we don't endorse any of that. He said in another article, he's not sure if Aguirre was working on the investigation at the time of the assault. But of course, again, reiterated that they don't approve of such tactics. He said, we would never endorse that saying, go pull someone over, pull a gun to their head and make them open up their truck. He said he would be surprised if the allegations were true because that seems kind of out of character for any of the people that would be working under the Liberty Center. So I think it's going to be difficult to to put pin it on this lawyer and doctor. Right. Like I said, they came out immediately. They had a press conference. They had like a 10 minute at least presser where they talked about how they were in the right. Oh my They're God. very public figures in Texas. And I think this is, this is what bothers me is that all of this is totally legal. Why is this? I mean, I have to be honest. If I felt like there was some fraud being perpetuated that the government was ignoring, I would want every single um, person fighting for it possible. So I can't imagine a lot of people getting really mad at the, at the people who hired the investigators because... I keep kind of thinking that too. Like, why don't you start going to the police with this stuff? If the courts aren't going to listen because of the way it was presented, then go to the cops. If you saw a fraud, feel free to go to the police, right? Right. But the concerning part for me is that the cop, yes, that he was a former cop um, and that he behaved in this way. So it makes you wonder, um, I don't know, just that, thinking that they have what is that thinking that makes them believe this beyond it's almost like the same thinking you you have to suspend reality for a minute when you're believing in these things you know we were talking oh, about sci scientology last time how do they believe in that we we're talking we we talked about scams how do how do our brains let us do this um this right. stuff is obviously false but it's so easy to say that when you're not in it you know that's true like on the on the outside it's like well what a bunch of idiots but yeah like when you're in the middle of it yeah i mean yeah. he has just been hearing over and over and over again that there was a fraud there's a lot of people who've been saying it the president is saying it and a lot of these congressmen these republican congressmen said that you know we believe him, the, the president. So then that has totally 
legitimized it in a lot of people's minds that it is a problem that needs to be figured out and dealt with. And that it makes, I, you know, I almost didn't want to talk about the conspiracy itself because it's again, getting air. The conspiracy is so fascinating, but these are like real people we're talking about here that they're hurting. And like, that is the most important part to me, their right. stories and how they, their lives like, I just think about all of these poll workers that they, they've they accused these, you know, hundreds of affidavits oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah like totally. Like, who are these people and how how it, it really harkens back to, like, Alex Jones and the whole um, Sandy Hook thing and how he was just so convinced that that did not happen. That so many people started going out and perpetuating, you know, doing these crimes in the name of it. And he had to go to, he had to go to court because of it. And then he had to apologize to the parents and their stories are very fascinating. It's just, it's the same sort of deal here. This guy is now fearful of people now know his name. The police were cool and they actually wrote his initials. <clears throat> right. But he, he went on the news himself. He decided to go on the news himself. But I think if it were me, I would not. I'd be like, nope, I don't want anybody knowing where I live. These people will come to my house and they oh, will. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, you're right. I mean, that sucks. There's so many victims of, of these things for like tons of stuff. I mean, even think about like Epstein's victims, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, can you imagine that? Like you've, you've been totally like assaulted by this damn creeper billionaire. Oh yeah. At, who has like tons of money and lawyers. And like, they totally invalidate everything that you went through. Yeah. They kept that Epstein thing. We should talk about that sometime too. Yeah, it, it is extremely interesting. So these, I, uh, I'm really interested in the, the stories of the people. I'm interested in how this impacts people for real, because the conspiracies yeah. can take just such a lot, like a, a life of their own. Oh, for sure. I mean, that could happen to like any one of us. Like all of a sudden you could just find yourself in the middle of some conspiracy that you had nothing to do with. And then you have like all these, all these hate people all over your social media and coming to your house and doing God knows what, you know, it's like, what are you supposed to do? It's like, you have to leave your job, everything. Like, I'm sure there's a ton of stories out there about that. Indeed, there are a lot of stories out there like that, and I am so looking forward to digging into all of them with you guys. Thank you for being with us here today. That is it. See you next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Real Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We look forward to having you on our next one.